Hello and welcome to another episode of Anime Matters. I am your host, Seven, as always. The man, the myth, the legend, the man with the quotes. My co-host, Ace. Let's hear it this week. I don't like the man, the myth, the legend thing. That, that was that was so corny hostish. Wow. That, that was so wow. corny hostish. Okay, well. <laughs> all right. The fucking quote. I'll call you quote boy again. Quote uh, boy. I, I prefer that. I okay, prefer that. Let's hear it, quote boy. We all have to die. Damn it. <laughs> that's all right. grim. That's grim. <laughs> we all have to die when our time comes, but if we do our duty, we don't got regrets. And that Kazuma is, Kuwabara. There he is. That is a man myth and that's legend. a real quote boy. Yeah. That motherfucker's got some quotes. Yeah, that that is Kuwabara when he uh when he runs up on uh on Toguro to try and uh try and help Yusuke out. And uh that is relevant to today's episode because today we're doing another revisited and it is going to be Yu Yu Hakusho Revisited. But before we get into that, we've got some anime matters to attend to. So, to kick us off, uh, next week we are going to be doing the fall preview. Some of the shows will have started or just started when we do that, but I think it's still good timing. Uh, so, a lot of the anime matters are going to be related to that fall preview. So, My Hero Academia... Um, revealed that it will air the show the show six season will air for two continuous cores which is a quarter of the year so it is going to be running for uh, quite some time uh, this sixth season so I mean that's about what three four months quarter of the year so three months three months of runtime for the anime that's probably what for a 12 episode something around that so a lot to a lot to look forward to for season six, but yeah, it looks like it's gonna be ongoing and um, run well, for quite a bit. I'll actually be able to catch up by the end of it, probably. Yeah, exactly. You'll have you'll have plenty of time to catch up, but yeah, that is coming. Obviously, October first, the new season of My Hero Academia, which is going to be the uh, war. Um, it's called the Paranormal Liberation War Arc, and it is going to be all out battle between our heroes and our villains, and. They've leveled up and they are fucking ready to go out and we get to be a part of it for three months, which is fantastic. So is this kind of the ending? No, it's not the ending by my understanding. Sounds like an ending. Sounds like the Great Ninja War. It does. It does. And it's surprising to me because we're already on season six, but no, we're not. We're not yet close to the ending. I think we've got at least a few more seasons before we get there. But it is nice to know that we at least have a few months of My Hero Academia. Like, Like you said, you have an opportunity to catch up fully and you don't just have to worry about it going away. You know, you can take it episode by episode or, you know wait and binge it all and you don't have to wait too long so yeah gonna be running my hero gonna be running for about three months starting october 1st which is kind of like i don't know when you think about football we're big football fans and we kind of like oh shit i have this every single sunday for four months like it's kind of the same thing here you're gonna have my hero academia that you know is going to be there for the next several months uh jujutsu kaisen News about Jujutsu Kaisen coming out. The television anime revealed on Sunday that the anime's second season will air for two cores, also a quarter of the year, for a continuous half-year run. That's That doesn't add up, but okay, half-year run. The anime will adapt both the Kagiyoku Gyokusetsu arc and the Shibuya Incident arc. Uh, the site also unveiled a new visual for the second season, which looks pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so that one is going to be coming out. That's going to be another, like a about a half year run and that won't be coming out until winter so i feel like there's big pressure on jujutsu kaisen it's getting so hyped up over this first season that they had and fantastic first season maybe it's just me hyping it up but they need to come even better because we're not going to settle for less 
And actually, speaking of Jujutsu Kaisen, the movie is now on Crunchyroll. So it obviously had that big, fantastic release, did did great. I never ended up going to see it. So now I get an opportunity to watch it on Crunchyroll, which will be nice. And I will be able to react and talk about that probably next week at the end of next week's episode. But yeah, I plan on doing that and just at least being, you know, readying myself for Jujutsu Kaisen when that comes back out in winter. So yeah, I'll make sure to watch it too, because I've been trying to watch it. But hasn't been on anything. I thought it would, be, it would hit HBO Max at some point because they actually have Jujutsu Kaisen, but nope. All right. And uh, just just more fall release stuff. I mean, we have uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War arc, uh, which is coming out on October 10th. And it will have simulcast, which means dub sub. Uh, My Hero coming out soon, October 1st. Spy X Family coming out. Chainsaw Man coming out. Mob Psycho coming out. Uh, even Berserk, the Golden Age arc, it comes out on October 2nd, which, you know, I, I have heard nothing but good things about Berserk as an anime. So that's another one to add to the list of big upcoming anime for the fall uh, fall release. And we'll have to, you know, we'll be able to at least preview some of those. Not all of them. There's too many to preview all of them. But we'll be able to dive into at least a few of them and really get you ready for this fall. So piss me off. I it looks like I I just devoured Mob Psycho 100 if you go on my Funimation account this week. But I passed out for like three fucking hours. And so I had a bunch of spoilers because I was like in and out of a nap. Uh, it was in and out of a nap. So I kept in Funimation just keeps going. So I woke up to a bunch of different shit, you know, like, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, Ritu getting possessed, you know, just like different shit. And I'm like, God damn it. And then I ended up having to go back like five episodes and then shit's just getting me um, like it, I knew other shit was going to come, so it wasn't as dope. But I'm now on, like, episode 11, so... Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn, you're about to finish the first season? Yes. Wait, what is... Uh, what's Reagan doing right now? Reagan hasn't really been doing much. Okay. Um, what Right now, Mob and... Um, fuck, what's his name? Um, fucking Blondie, who he embarrasses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're currently going to save everyone, and he just beat the shit out of, out of the dude that beat the shit out of him beforehand. Oh, yeah, he fucking whoops his yeah. ass. Yeah, just goes ham. I think there's about 15 episodes in this season. So, yeah, the next four episodes are so awesome. You're going to see. I can't wait to get your opinions on Reagan in the last few episodes because you will see him, and uh, there's some dope shit. Well, well, it's interesting, too, because this is a show that I did not expect to actually have any seriousness to it. After the first couple episodes, it just seemed like kind of a jokey show. I'm like, eh, I don't know if this is for me, but... It's good to see it actually having plot and, you know, shit that matters. Yeah, it changes a lot because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, it's almost over-the-top comedy and, like, it really does change. And as you see, you know, Mob and his brother start to, you know, that starts to play itself out a little bit more and then understanding the world through Mob's eyes. And it, it, it's great. And then season two is even better. So can't wait till you see that and the fights in season two are fucking nuts. Like, one of the underrated things I didn't expect with Mob Psycho 100 is the fights and the fights are epic and you're going to get to that soon but that is it for the anime matters just wanted to again preview and get you ready for the fall lineup that's going to be coming out and without further ado we're going to jump into some yu haka show revisiting that legendary anime so why don't you get us started okay yu haka show the series tells the story of yusuke yurameshi a teenage delinquent who was struck by a car while trying to save a child's life while in the afterlife, he is named the spirit detective by Koenma and Botan and must investigate cases concerning demons and apparitions. 
Yusuke travels with his friends Kuwabara, Kurama, and Hiei, the other protagonists of the story. As the series progresses, the series strays away from a detective story to more of a fighting-oriented story. And then, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I guess that kind of sums it up. It doesn't really sum, it's not, it doesn't sum it up, but, I mean, kind of just the premise of the show. Yeah, um, you get the, the fact that he's a delinquent teen, but he's still willing to save some kid's life, and then all the shit goes down after that. I didn't put too many too much thought into the themes of the show but that is one of the things is like there's more to the, the more than meets the eye you know kind of corny but yeah i mean th- that's kind of like how the show starts off that's basically what the point of it in the beginning is you know this guy's yeah he's, he's, he's kind of a piece of shit you know he's over here harassing keiko uh beating the shit out of kuwabara every chance he gets and it turns out he dies by saving a boy who's about to get run over by a car yeah and that's funny because i remember when this series was like being previewed on Toonami like before they actually put it out. Now I'm sure it had already run its course because if you think about the time or when we were watching it, I think it had already probably existed in full. But that was the thing that they kept repeating was that scene, you know, he jumps in front of the car. Like I just I remember so vividly seeing that in the upcoming like an upcoming anime that's gonna and it just it caught my eye. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So this dickhead saves a kid and now all the shit's going to go down. So, yeah, I think with the pre- from the moment of the premise, I was in. Like, that's a simple enough premise. Dickhead dies saving a kid. Like, unexpected hero move. And in the afterlife, all the shit goes down. And he, you know, meets up with a crazy cast. And he has a cool job. <laughs> like, I'm in. So, one thing about this show, too, is, yeah, it's all-time fighting. Just, all, I think, it, aside from Naruto, but nothing touches Naruto when it comes to fighting, is... The fighting in the show is so fucking incredible, but the comedy is the best that I've seen. I mean, One Piece, maybe, but honestly, I just I feel like One Piece is more so carried by Luffy. The rest of the people just kind of annoy me for the most part. But no, in this one, like everyone's hilarious. So that's one thing I really love about this show. But what memories do you have of this show as a kid? As a kid? Um, well, if we're if we're just kind of thinking about like Toonami because that was that yeah. was when I watched it was it was as a kid watching it on Toonami. I remember distinct things like I don't remember the whole thing. What I remember most obviously is the dark tournament arc. I remember seeing the anime get hyped up. I remember seeing the initial training montage between Yusuke and, and Kuwabara and like when they hug and I, I was try, I wasn't hugging you. I was trying to squeeze the life out of you, you know and. I just, I, I remember that and then remembered them actually beating Tagoro, but it was all fake. And I, the thing I remember most actually as a kid is how much I had loved this show and how much I was invested into it as the Dark Tournament arc hit and it culminating with him shooting just this gigantic spirit gun into the air um, in honor of Genkai. And then as shows did back then or in still to this day, it went on a fucking hiatus. And I never saw it again. Uh, I never saw it again past that point. I had never seen the Dark Tournament conclude. And so that was like my main memory was just like this amazing, awesome show that at that time, I don't know, I didn't have the resources to figure out where the fuck I could find it and didn't think to ask, you know, hey, can I get the mom? Can you buy me the DVDs? Um, So my my main memory was just that it was this epic, awesome show that just stopped in the middle of and i didn't get to pick up again until i was an adult yeah so for me it was i was probably six or seven at the time one of my first animes it was obviously dragon ball z but yu Hakusho was one of them too and again toonami was the reason for that and i mainly remember the characters i don't really i didn't really remember shit about the show until i watched it in my teens but 
the characters were the main thing. Like, and I just remembered that the uh, the powers that they had. I remember Toya, the ice the ice guy, and then I remember Jin, the flying guy. In fact, Toya, I remember one day. Uh, I got to school early this day, chilly, cold day, and I grabbed onto a tetherball pole that was hella cold, and like <laughs> I, I grabbed it, and I thought it gave me freezing powers because it made my hand cold. So I was thinking maybe if I hold onto this pole long enough, I'm gonna have. Toya's power of ice. So, <laughs> so that's funny. So that is just to peel back the curtain a little. Like, like that was you were the ice guy and I was the wind guy. Like that was the power I tried to imitate. And so what I did, not I didn't grab fucking cold metal. Um, I grabbed like a blanket and tried to muster as much wind as I could with the blanket. And like in the apartments that we lived in, there were these blinds, and I would just whip wind at it and see how much I could make the blinds move. And I'm just like, man, that was that was, that was pretty good. No, I don't think people can. Really do that then maybe I, maybe i generated something there in hindsight i'd be really fucking annoyed as our mom <laughs> yeah just seeing some two jackasses one kid coming back with frostbite the other just fucking <laughs> up the blinds because he thought he had powers but but yeah. those blinds when they fucking fall because those are apartment blinds we're talking about those uh what four footers that just go down yeah you know the, the i think they're called slat blinds i don't know i'm probably i'm talking out my ass right there but i think that's what they're called it just they're just if you fuck up the top they're done yeah, I know. Yeah, I have to throw it away. It doesn't go back in the hole anymore. Yeah, uh, probably caused a, a lot of headaches, a lot probably of stress. Probably fucked but, up the deposit. <laughs> probably did fuck with her money just because I wanted to be gin. But yeah, that would that was one of the strengths of the show. I, I think was just the memorable side cast and like that. Obviously, we'll probably get into here in a bit. But that was one of the things that separated the show, at least early on, for me from a lot of other shows, or mainly just Dragon Ball Z, was that I felt like even side characters like villains I could relate to and I could at least buy in on and be excited about. Yeah, so when was the last time you actually watched a show? Have you watched it? You have uh, the show? Or yeah, it, you watched it around the, the... The last time you watched it was when I rewatched it the first time. The, in my teens, when so I, around 2012-ish. Right? Yeah, when I watched it as an adult, it was 2012. I've watched YouTube videos of it since, just of certain, like I've rewatched the Tagoro fight within the last two years, I would say, um, and I've rewatched the beatdown that Demon Yusuke puts on um, the former spirit detective. I can't remember his name off top. Um, Sensui. Sensui, that's right. I've seen that. I've I've seen how the the final demon tournament culminates. So I've rewatched specific moments, but the actual show start to finish, yeah, 2012, so about 10 years ago. All right, yeah. So for me, I just obviously, I mean, we've talked about it on previous podcasts, but I just rewatched it about, what, three months ago maybe? So it's fairly fresh in my mind. So I just want to say still oh it up it holds up it's just so fucking amazing so yeah. if you haven't watched it you, i mean you probably already tuned out but it's amazing <laughs> it's no it's, yeah, it's, it's really an amazing show it is it's so fantastic and just yeah i guess we'll get into it but yeah, yeah. so let's get into the characters uh who what if you have to give the best character who's that well i like i like use k i i hate picking the main character here but i just he is I think he set the stage. I'm sure there's been other characters now to do it, but because he's probably, you know, he's the OG, he's the innovator. He was the the rough around the edges, rebellious, not cookie cutter good main character. You know, he was almost like an anti-hero as a main character. He was flawed in so many ways. He was a dick, but he was funny and he was direct and to the point and didn't back down from anybody. Like he wasn't so much the gutsy underdog as like the in your face, you know, hotshot. 
And to see that as like the main character was super cool. And then to see how he, you know, also could put aside his own selfishness and, and stuff. And and he was just a badass. Like, you know, you, there was just something cooler about him, you know, being the anti-hero. And I just love that, man. I just loved seeing him as a main character because he was so much different than, than, than Goku and some of the other main characters at the time. And one thing I love about Yusuke, too, is, I mean, you talk about a Goku. He's he's never outmatched. Yusuke's always outmatched. Everyone's like, oh, how he's not going to be able to win. This guy's way too strong. And then Yusuke just always, he's, I mean, you know, it's tip, typical anime. They find a way. But in Yusuke's, in Yusuke's uh, way, it was, it made sense. Because it was always, he was doing it for someone. Like, uh. You probably don't remember this arc, but it's Maze Castle. The guy, uh, he's got he's got these things chasing Keiko, and like Yusuke can see it on the screen or whatever, and so like that propels him to use uh, sacred power. I, I think that's what it's called. Or uh, no, 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 not sacred power. Uh, life, life energy, some shit mm -hmm. like that. He uses his life energy. He taps into this other part of him because he loves Keiko so much that that propels him to end up beating this this po the powerful guy at the time, you know, and then. Um, it just it's just the way that he wins his fights is just awesome because there's so much emotion attached to it and he just is always putting other people in ahead of his own the things he cares about yeah it just it, you know it, it's it's cool to see how people perceive him and then how he like i don't know because he can still be that that never give up guy but while doing it with his own style and his own unique energy you know you old bitch while still you know calling genkai you old bitch the sensei that he really looks up to a warships calling her an old bitch but still doing what she says anyways like that was the shit that made yusuke special yeah I, and i also want to give a shout out to kuwabara because kuwabara just rewatch it he's just he's so incredible i i remember loving kurama the most but i think with kurama it's not so much the character that he is it's the amazing fighter that he is the strategist you know just brilliant comes up with something out of his ass when you you know his opponent has him dead to rights I, so that's why i used to love karama but just after this rewatch it's kuwabara for me uh not over yusuke but i just want to shout out kuwabara because he's so fucking amazing he has that same you know i'm him and yusuke are cut from the same cloth you know they grew up on the same streets fighting each other but Kuwabara is never going to put anyone in front of himself. Like he's like he fucking he's the one that's going to die of the man's death if anyone is. So that's why I, I always love Kuwabara. Yeah. I mean, and he also felt more like because Yusuke is technically half demon. And so he was just entirely human and got to his an insane level of power by being pure human. And I always thought that was cool. Yeah. One dope thing about Kuwabara was even before he had like any of these powers, he was just a normal street thug. Uh, there's this teacher that's trying to blackmail his friend, and he's like, "If you get if you get into any more fights, he's getting or he's getting suspended, or and that would cause that kid to lose his job, and he wouldn't be able to pay rent for his family, basically." And so Kuabara, this teacher's sending thugs out to beat Kuabara's ass because he can't fight back, and like he was just taking all these ass beatings for his friends, and it's like. Damn, that's a real motherfucker right there. You said a teacher was sending people. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> okay. teacher was teacher was scum, and well, because this is like when as Yusuke is an apparition, uh, so he just has to see everything from, uh, you know, from up above and everything, yeah. so he can't do anything about it. But yeah, so that's when I that's when you really get to see who Kuwabara is and mm. amazing character. Uh, worst character, I honestly can't really think of one for you, Hawker Show, because they're just so great. I would 
think maybe the younger Tagoro brother, if I had to pick one, or the older Tagoro brother, actually. Why would you say the older Tagoro brother? Just because he was fucking weird. And yeah, he was it. annoying. It, but that's just how great of a show this is. Because, I mean, Naruto, it, it was easy. It was Sakura. But th- I just think this is just such a great show that I can't think of a worst character. Because all the mains are great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like Botan. I like... Um I, Keiko's fine. I think she's fine. You know, she she serves her purpose, and then eventually, toward the end, you know, she gets a little bit more of a backbone when she's like finally ready to move on from Yusuke after he fucking ghosts her. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I don't think there's anybody that's like considerably weak. I think they all get their I think they all get their shine and their and their moment in the sun. Um, so it's it's really hard to say who a va- absolute worst character is. It almost feels disrespectful to do it. Like with Naruto, it didn't feel disrespectful because it's kind of a known thing. Sakura sucks. Uh, In this case, I don't know that any of the main characters really aren't good characters. So if you want to say older Tagoro brother just because he's he's just kind of whatever, you know, he's just he's just a slime ball and just a sleaze and just whatever. There's nothing to him other than that. It didn't feel like he had any rhyme or reason for what he did. Um, at least the younger Tagoro brother did, you know, you at least understood his motivations, even if you didn't agree with them. So I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then we can get into, I get, I, well, I got one last little category of all the characters who you, inv- who do you have in over to watch the games? Who am I having to watch football games? With me? Yeah, yeah. Who are you bringing over to watch the games? Okay. Um, if I'm trying to have just a good time, I, I think it's hard. It's hard not to pick uh, Kuabara, though. You know who would be fun? Uh, what's the ogre's name? Ah, I forget his name. <laughs> I feel like he would be a good hang, you know? He'd be a good guy to just, like, say... So he would be the guy watching football that would say some, like, old cliche shit and think he's, like, wise about what he's saying. You know, he'd just be like, oh, you gotta... yeah, yeah. Or he, he would be saying, like... Oh, isn't that only a five-yard face mask? You know, not knowing that the rule changed 15 years ago. I feel like he'd be that guy. He'd just be chill. Yeah, he's actually pretty funny when he's in the stands. Yeah. (laughs) During the dark tournament. So, I mean, that's not a bad one. But for me, I actually think it would be Genkai. Genkai is fucking hilarious, you know. And she's into that type of shit. She was uh, uh, in the Sensui arc. They have to play this game. And it turns out, you know, she secretly she's playing this fucking game every like every day in her in her compound. So it's pretty fucking hilarious. So oh Gen- yeah, yeah. No, Genkai's dope as shit. If you not even watching the games, like if you just need to sit over a you know at a campfire. Here's what I think: campfire because campfire or camping brings out the best in like some crazy stories that a person has to tell. Like she would be the life of the part, the center of attention, everybody hanging on her every word at the campfire. You know, she's just everybody, you know, it's 12 o'clock at night. Nobody's gone to bed because you got to hear the next thing that gang has got to say. So yeah, just, she's probably got stories for days. Yeah. So arcs, we got some of the best ones are, um, we get, we get introduced to Genkai as the, the guys are trying to, get her power the spirit wave so she's having tryouts to see if she can find her apprentice and then we find out that this big badass named rando is also there um but that's when we really get to see the development of the friendship between yusuke and kuwabara i don't know if you remember this part but yeah basically this is their their train they're doing their initial training through they run through the forest and all this shit right yeah Yeah. with all the demons and all that and then uh they have one it's basically the first little tournament they all have little one-on-ones um but yeah that i thought that that was a great arc but 
the dark tournament. That's the real arc that we I want to talk about. Yeah. Thoughts I, on the dark tournament. The dark tournament is without a doubt the best tournament arc in anime history. That is my thought on the dark tournament. It does so much that a lot of other tournament arcs can't do. Like one, it's a whole ass arc, right? It's not just a a one shot. Like there there is like days in between, right? There's games off or days off and like and then they build up the people that they're having the in you know that they're going to be facing and then they become relevant later on and they become part of the crew and each fight has carries relevance you know in, in a really cool way and i just like that there's behind the scenes shit there's always something underlying right like we talked about in the past there's fucking gambling happening and there's some collusion and corruption behind the scenes on the tournament and it mm-hmm. like feels like a big deal the tur- it's not just like oh everybody's fighting like it feels like it matters and we get to see all the ideal things of a tournament. It's not just you're out in one round. You know, it's it's ongoing. So you get to see your favorite fighters multiple times fighting, you know, different people that are stronger than them, that are smarter than them. And you get to see all these aspects of each fighter. You get to see how gutsy Yusuke is, how smart Karama is, how resilient and surprising Kuwabara is and how overpowering Hiei is in so many different fights and you just get to introduce so many obstacles to each one. It's, it's just fucking fantastic. Like there's, what else can you say about it? I mean, you get the death of a sensei, you get power ups, you get new levels, you get an iconic boss fight. It's just, it's everything. Yeah. One thing I really love about the dark tournament though, is that's when everyone really comes together. That's when the guys get together and we get to see that, the, see the love that they have for them, for each other, because there's a, there's a point in each fight not each fight, but where each character's almost gonna die, and then it's just like the 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 other ones like pleading for them to pull through. And it's like even Hie has his moments where it's like he shows that he does care about these people, you know. Because um, there was one point where he's in the this like electric jail thing. Um, and like, oh yeah, they where they couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah, where they couldn't get out, and he was about to just fucking use his dragon of the darkness flame to just like uh, I, I I forgot who he was gonna kill, but. He was the. It was gonna ruin the ruin everything for the whole team, and it was to save who Kuabara. I think it was Kuabara. Yeah. I want to say. I want to say it was Kuabara on that one, but yeah, it's like this guy who Hie and Kuabara they don't get along at all. So to see that is just that's how close these four guys, uh, Hie, Kuabara, Karama, and Yusuke get, and that's through this tournament. Yeah, and you even have, like, side stuff happening. Like, that's great. That's a great point. Like, we get to see, like, the character bonds build through this tournament. Again, it's not just who's the strongest. There's so much more happening. You even get to see something like Koenma betting his life on Yusuke. Like, developing that even and how much he believes in this this young punk that has reached amazing levels and he's willing to bet his own life against it. And then you have the bad guy on the other side. I he the cool ass bad guy i can't remember his fucking name which is gonna bother me but he's betting his own life and he's running shit and sakio sakio yeah it just it's just so cool that he's you know got running this underground scene and the way he's even willing to die with with what he built you know crashing down upon him and he goes out like that it's just so much and you even get you get some of the best in the dark tournament arc you get some of the best anime things of all time with the audience getting fucking vaporized 
I love that shit so much. Like, Degoro gives no fucks. You see people, you see some of the characters getting melted away, some of the weaker ones. And and I just love that. You get to see Boo rise and all, you know, the little, little blue guy. Uh, it just, it has everything you could possibly want. Like, to the point where you're even like, is Tagoro versus Yusuke my favorite fight? Like, I think it is the best, but there's other fights where you're like, you know what? I might like that one more. Yeah, in the Dark Tournament, aside from, you know, them coming together, just it has all the moments within the fights that I love. I, I struggle so much to remember this guy's name, but he's one of my favorite fucking characters. It's the drunken Australian guy. I can never think of his fucking name, mm -hmm. but I think it's right. It's some some shit. I don't know. Um, it sounds like something like Raichu, Richu, maybe. I don't mm -hmm. fucking know. I'm just talking out my ass. But like him versus Yusuke, they have that knife fight thing where it just comes to slugs. They each have a heel. They each have their foot on a knife. So if they step backwards, it, that shit's cutting into their foot. But and so it's just punch after punch after punch, and it's just who can who can endure it more. It basically and like that's what it just can't, comes down to with them you have fucking chew yeah chew yeah let's see right chew yeah <laughs> that's how you got it yeah no it just like a little a, a, a little random fight that was like one of the first fights and yeah. you're just like you get to see the guts of yusuke on full display as a knife sticking into a bag and they just make each fight unique which is really cool there's this artist guy who uh karama kills him i've mentioned it in a previous podcast karama straight up kills him with his hair because he puts a uh, rose whip in his hair uh, because the guy what his his power is if he paints you you that you can't move that limb anymore if he gets like whatever seal onto that and so like Karama does that and then he has to fight Toya after that so it's it's just the grittiness in like each fight is hella important basically but only for Yusuke you know it, uh, other teams don't get to see that with them <laughs> yeah yeah but it is it's just the way they introduce so many unique powers to put our people in in crazy situations to where they can rise above. You know, you see Karama getting exploded and blown up with, with somebody's unique power and you get to see Karama's transformation and see how he overcomes something. You get to see Hiei have to, you know, respect someone's power and bust out, you know, Dragon of the Darkness Flame against him just to stand a chance. Just so much of stuff like that where because of how they built the tournament and because of the the characters they built on the side that are going to face our people even if they're one-offs it's like yeah there's something there like it matters it's not just i'm fighting some random fuck it's like i this is a tactful fight it felt like a sporting event and i mean when you think about fighting anime i really think this is kind of the pinnacle of what a fighting anime is because as a fan of anime you're watching this and it's like how do they keep thinking of all these new powers and then how this person with this power is going to counteract this guy's power and come out on top, you know? So just for the writers, it's crazy. All the thinking that they have to do to figure it out, but to a point where it actually makes sense because all of it makes sense. Cause I mean, we think of all the basic powers, you know, ice, wind, fire, but then Caruso, the guy that Kurama's terrified of, he just blows motherfuckers up. And then we get to see what, like, what his power actually is with all that, you know? Yeah, and you, I, yeah, just so good. I mean, you're going to see, like, the dynamic between Karsu finding that Karama's beautiful and not wanting to explode his face and killing him other ways. And it's just, yeah, it's so much of that power matching, like you said, just how would this match up with this and how could it counteract? What would be, it's just, it's so tactful. It's just so strategic, like it would be in a sporting, a sporting event. And then, you know, you get, 
a bad guy that you're like, whoa, this is a fucking, this is the boss, man. Like, he's built so well by saying so little and just being so fucking badass that by the end of it, when you get to it, you're like, I don't know if Yusuke can win this shit. Like, what are they going to do? Because can he beat this motherfucker? And even the way he dies is and loses the fight is amazing. And the great thing about it is, like, they, who was before Yu Yu Hakusho? They really had this this uh, technical type of fighting, you know, or, or strategic, I guess I should say, because Naruto wasn't around yet. So I would I would bet that Naruto got a lot of their shit from Yu Yu Hakusho because Yu Yu Hakusho, I feel like it was so early in anime that no one else had really come up with this type of shit before. Yeah. So I, they're kind of like the founders of the great these great tactical fights. Yeah, which I just I, I respect and, and love so much is just when it can be more than just like the grit and willpower. It can be that, but it can be so much more, you know, like I, I love a lot of a lot about Demon Slayer, but some of it is just like they have their technique and they have, you know, whatever, but it's not as tactful. It's like, oh, I let my arm get cut off and now I'm back, you know, whereas in Yu Yu Hakusho, it's hey, I have this unique ability that lets me do this thing that counters this thing of theirs. And it's just like, fuck yeah. Like, let's fucking go. So yeah, I, I just, the Dark Tournament is obviously, I mean, we're, I'm not going to say something crazy and pick anything other than it. It is the pinnacle of Yu Yu Hakusho and of all anime tournaments. It is the gold standard in my opinion. And you don't think Yu Yu Hakusho without thinking Dark Tournament. Like, bottom line, you don't. And it just from from emotional depth, sadness, hypeness, you know, anger, all of it. It has everything you could possibly want in an anime jam packed into one arc. Yeah, and I just want to brush through the the remaining arcs. It's we get the sense we arc, and I think this one's really slept on because it's a really good fucking arc. It's a really good arc where you have sense we this former spirit detective who he's seen. It's called the black tape. I want. I, I believe that's what it's called. The black tape. And it basically shows you all the darkest depths of humanity. So he's fighting these. He's a, he's the former spirit detective before Yusuke Urameshi. And so he's told, you know, just demons, they do these horrible things. But then he sees the black tape where it's all the worst things that humans have ever done ever. You know, you think about the Holocaust. You think about just uh, fucking uh, Genghis Khan and the things that he would do. So he probably saw things like that, you know. So then he turns on humanity and he wants to create uh he wants to take down the spirit the barrier between the demon world and the human world so that demons can just fucking invade and you know they'd come you know they'd just fuck up humans obviously yeah i mean that arc that arc was fine i didn't it's it just it's tough to follow up like your best arc and then even if it's great or if it's really good like it's tough i just what i remember what i take away most from that arc was it was since we just pure power at that point and that Yusuke died like he died like yes he reemerged as his demon form um the mazuko and then he goes absolutely ham berserk to where he just murders Sensui. Like he, you just get to see this side of Yusuke that comes out because of the demon that that emerges. That was just so hype. But when you talk about bonds and you talk about people loving and fighting for someone, that is what happens when after Yusuke dies, Hiei, Kurama, and Kuwabara all go through into the demon world and like they're in their fullest forms, you know, and they are at you know, their maximum strength. I think that it's, it's said in the anime that they all just went up a level. Like now they're all like a class demons or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're a class power level and they know they're going to lose. They know they're going to get their ass kicked, but they don't care. And 
all three of them, he included, willing to die for Yusuke to try and extract any kind of revenge. And that, to me, was so dope. Yeah, that, I, th- I really think that that's the highlight of this one. I'm, But I don't want to sell it short because the fighting between Sensui and Yusuke is fucking incredible because basically Sensui has seven different uh, characters. He has split personalities, essentially. And so Yusuke's beating the shit out of one, whereas other guy, he's beating the fuck out of Yusuke. And it just kind of goes, goes like that, but it's a really great arc it just it doesn't touch the dark tournament really but it's also it's still a great arc and then we get to the final arc of the show which is the three kings and basically after sensui that's the last we really get to see of just the team of team Yurameshi together because now kuwabara he's he goes to school he's not really a part of this arc at all and we get he joins uh one of the kings yusuke joins his dad and then uh Kuwabara joins Yumi. That's the Karama. Only, that's the or yeah. Uh, Karama joins Yumi, the only king I can think of. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Their then, actual name, but and then this. I mean, there's there's backstory like Yusuke's Yusuke's demon dad, you know, doesn't eat humans anymore, and he's slowly starving to death. And Yusuke is gonna like, isn't he gonna like take over for him eventually? Yeah. Like that's what's supposed to happen. And then you know they each have their reasons for who they join, and you get. You get a deem- you get a nice little tournament. It's not a full tournament, which it didn't well, necessarily need to be. Well, it's also a lot of politics. You get to see the politics of the demon world, which I think is one of the highlights of this arc. Is every everyone's waiting on, uh, I really, on uh, fucking Yusuke's dad. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. call him that. On Yusuke's dad to die. It's actually like his great 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 grandfather, but like everyone's waiting on him to die. And when he finally does, it's like, oh shit, this little kid's the guy, and it's like everyone's gonna go to attack, but. Yusuke goes to them. He goes to um, to Yumi's place where uh, the king that he is following, uh, she's also there and, like, shit's about to go down. But Yusuke goes in and, and proposes this. We all have this tournament. The winner of the tournament gets to be king for the next three years until we have the next tournament. Yeah. And he, he basically creates a fucking political system for the demon world. Yeah. Which something is dope they, to see. Yeah, he understands that they respect strength and that yeah. they can that they can honor something. And then yeah, you then you see everybody just duking it out. And you actually see one of one of my favorite things that you do see. If I recall correctly, Karama's the only one of Team Yurameshi that gets a dub in this because I don't believe he wins because I think his is like he's in love with the person or something like that and he doesn't end up actually getting a win but Karama's so fucking tactful and just one more time gets a win because we never see Karama like truly lose a fight on screen which is which is pretty cool and then Yusuke just goes toe to toe with uh with one of the kings right I believe it's who he was facing and you know, he ends up getting knocked the fuck out and loses, but almost takes the other guy out, even mm-hmm. though he's nowhere near the guy's level. Like, he's just able to rise to the occasion. And we don't see the whole the whole arc, the whole tournament, because we don't really need to, right? We've done a tournament before. You just, you get the idea. We get the winner. We got what our people did. And then we get the after. Yeah, and it's really cool because you got guys like Toya, Jin, and Chu. They all come to this tournament because they all want their shot again against Yurameshi. And... None of them get it because they all face a stronger guy, and it, we get really get to see the depths of Demon World, like just how strong these motherfuckers are. But in all their fights, like the person, like they tell him, like I really respect, I really respect you. You know, you push me to my limits, and that doesn't happen. So everyone gets their, everyone gets their loss. You know, a respectable loss. 
Yeah. They don't yeah. get washed or anything. So it's really good to see. And then that brings us to the end of Yu Yu show where Yusuke returns to the uh, to the human world finally to Keiko. And then, you know, everyone's all at the beach and we get one big happy little reunion. And it's just, it's just amazing to see. Yeah, it's just, it's just a, you know, nobody's seen Yusuke and then he shows up on the beach. Keiko and him have their kiss. You get to see Hiei is still... You know, he's in the demon world, but he's keeping an eye on his sister and mm-hmm. he's doing his own thing. And everybody's went kind of their separate ways, but they still come together other than he uh, for, you know, some happy times and Kramas taking care of his mom. And it's just it's satisfying the way it ends. You know, like the the whole the, the Demon King arc, it was fine. It was always going to be tough to close out the show, but I think it did as good enough job as it could do. Yeah. As far as endings go, I, I actually give the ending a nine out of ten. I loved the fucking ending, and I didn't really remember loving the ending before because I think the last time I'd watched it was just such a hard binge, and this last time I watched it, I'm like, God damn, that was a good ending. Because I, for all the shit we go through in anime, I like to have a good heartwarming ending. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what this gave us. So I really loved it. Yeah, you want it to be satisfying. Uh, just quick, because I I wanted to quickly look it up. Uh, Karama loses to Kujo. Uh, Yusuke loses to Yomi, and the battle was... Yomi, uh, goddamn, I said Yomi. Yomi, yeah. And the battle endured 60 hours, that's, I guess, in the manga, and Hiei lost to Makuru. Yeah, Makuru, he, he falls in love with Makuru. Yeah, so they got to the third round, it looks like, and they were they were two rounds away from, uh, from the finals. So... Anyway, yeah, the Demon King arc just, you know, um, it's fine, a suitable way to to end the show, and then the very end of the show, obviously, really heartwarming. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's Yu Yu show. That's, it just, it didn't hit, or it didn't miss, you know? There was no, I, I think we have this in our next category, but there was nothing, no arc where I'm just like, ugh, that was kind of a drag, or that was that was sort of a waste. I mean, there's certain things they could have done better that, that I might be able to say, but just, everything was just well-rounded and clean it's only like 100 episodes of an anime right like 116 i believe yeah it's just a very clean straight to the point anime that has a lot of the things you like in that style of anime without the wasted episodes of powering up for all eternity and so much in between there's so much humor in between just great fucking moments in between where it's like god damn i love this show like this is one of those shows that i've I want to watch periodically throughout the rest of my life. You know, it's one of those. Yeah, you just want to throw it on and, and, yeah. and laugh and look up some use K one liners and just have a good time. Yeah. So honestly, for me, I'm biased because I I think it's it's in my top three animes. I don't give a fuck. It was for a two week period my favorite anime ever, but I forgot about Naruto, and it's a ten out of ten for me. So yeah, I, it's hard to, it's hard to knock it for really anything. I mean. I, I would have to probably agree with with that. Just this, I feel like it was really ahead of its time because of the fact that it, it again. It's been a while since I watched it every single individual episode. But when you can go 115 episodes cleanly and you're not wasting and fi- you know spending all that time on fillers and the pacing is actually appropriate, like you've shown that you know what the fuck you're doing. I really want someone to you know one of these big anime accounts to really start pushing you Hakusho. You know, make sure everyone sees it because everyone needs to see this. I have a friend of mine who's huge in anime. I've been telling him since fucking high school. I'm 27 now. <laughs> I've been telling him since high school to watch this. And he said he was he watched it once, but he fucking loved it. And he put it down. He ended yeah. up putting it down for some fucking reason. But we discussed last week how that is. You know, when you put something down, you, you, 
you just put it down. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard it, to pick, pick it back up. It's hard. It, it definitely can be hard. And so, just if you're gonna start you Hawk show, go all the way through because it's a quick watch, and you'll forever have that experience yeah. that you can you can lean on and remember fondly. Um, so don't stop you Hawk show. Um, any other uh, any other categories we want to hit on? I feel like we're leaving no. on a high note here. Yeah, I think I'm. I think that's all I had. So yeah, we can get into what we're watching now. Okay, um, so what we are watching now, like we talked about, I think we're going to both watch the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. I also plan to watch uh, Spy X Family Part 1 so that I can be more prepared for uh, to talk about Part 2. It's been one that I, I've mentioned in the past I'm going to be caught up on, um, and that will really prepare me for fall. What I am also watching, though, is uh, To Your Eternity, which has been a little bit of a slow, slow going, but it is such a cool concept of a show. It's just all I want to say about that. It's basically this orb comes, it, this higher being releases this orb into the world. And this orb can take the shape of any kind of thing. And like, I'll just give you an example for the first episode. It, the orb touches a rock. And for what could be hundreds of years, it just sits and it's a rock. And it's just observing the changing seasons. And then it takes on the form of moss. And then this wolf dog comes up, uh, Joan. And dies next to it, dies next to the rock. But it touches that that rock, which the orb is currently in the shape of rock. Well, guess what happens now? The orb now takes the shape of that dog, Joan. And now that dog wanders and it finds this place where this kid is. He's like, oh my God, you're back. Like, I thought you were gone. And he goes alongside this kid on this kid's mission to find his family because his family's been gone for five years. They were supposed to, he's in like a snowy kind of Antarctica type of thing. And his family was supposed to go find like paradise and everybody he stayed back with has since died because they were all older and he's been alone for the last several years and just had Joe on and he eventually decides to go for it. And he treks on, he's finding these markers saying, keep going forward, keep going forward. And at one point he falls and gets cut and, but he keeps moving forward, but we see it's like bleeding more and more. And you know, it, it, you can see that it's infected, but he keeps pushing forward. He keeps pushing forward. And all the while this wolf, which is basically this orb that's just watching him and observing him is like, we're seeing everything happen through his eyes. And eventually he finds that the people had died. Right. And he goes back and the kid ends up dying in the chair. He had painted all the faces of all the people just so if anybody ever stumbled across there, they'd remember there were people here and the kid dies. And then the orb becomes the kid. And now the orb is taken. Wait, form why of, does it turn into just what? Whatever dies next to it? It Yeah, there's certain conditions and you, you kind of get to learn more about that. But there's certain conditions that have to be met. But it's basically you're getting to see different experiences and like he was just this wolf and saw this kid who he couldn't communicate with you know the kid just talking to it talking to it and you see this kid just die they went to find his family and then he ends up back returning back to his shelter after all the time he traveled and just dying in his seat and then the ep episode ends with and then you know he possesses this and he's going to go off on all these great adventures and do all these things like that kid wanted to do and you don't even get the kid's name but yeah it's just a really cool way because it's like this orb kind of experience is it's going to experience all these aspects of the world and it's so, just really cool so is this one of those 12 episoders it's like a quick little anime I think it's 20 episodes, but there is going to be a second part. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, but it's my kind of anime, so I wouldn't tell you to jump into it just so yet. So Violet Evergarden? No, it, no. There's a lot of stories in between that warm the heart. 
Right. It's it's going to be more like more like that. So uh, I'll pass. I'll pass. <laughs> oh I'm not God. doing that again. I will I'm give you. I will again. give you a recommendation one way or the other by the end of it. I'm a meathead at the end of the day. Okay. I like an anime where we get fucking fights and we get just the standard shit that comes in an anime. Okay. Death Note. That's the most non-fighting I'll get. Yeah. I don't know. Tier Eternity is dope though. <laughs> All right. So my anime watching this week. We had actually planned on doing the fall preview this week, so I was trying to pound through some shit, and I tried to watch Spy X Family, but fuck Spy X Family. I think it's Spy Family. I don't know, but fuck them because they don't make their shit available to just the casual viewer here. It's not on Funimation, and it's not on Crunchyroll unless you have premium, and I mean, you're paying $20 a month for us to not even be able to watch it? That's bullshit. (laughs) It's on Hulu. It's fine. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's not that unaccessible. Oh, so you got to pay 30 now. You got to pay 30. <laughs> but the, the people that just have it this have is these it. subscriptions for anime, they can they have to add Hulu for this shit. Listen, this isn't this is going to be happening. This family. This is going to be this going to be happening as anime gets popularized. New platforms are going to try and take certain popular anime and you're just this is part of it. This is what the world we live in. You got to have multiple streaming platforms for different shows. It is what it is. Yeah, so what I decided to do as I mentioned earlier in the podcast was I got into Mob Psycho 100 and it was cool to see. Just really cool to see that it just it progresses into an actual anime. Because I was really worried it was just going to be this corny little jokes here, jokes there. Uh, just, like, not really doing anything. Like, every episode's kind of its own little thing. And it's really turned into something that I'm enjoying right now. So, yeah, I, I, once you get used to the animations, it's, it's you know, uh, you warm up to it. It's, who's your fa- who's your favorite character so far? It's um probably Mob. I mean, that's one. I would say that's a weakness so far. Is it's not, like, great characters yet. Mm. We'll but see. Maybe it's just so far. I mean, I yeah. Do. Well, you, the next four episodes are going to do a lot. I think for the way you uh, re- enjoy the anime, so I can't. I can't wait to see your reaction to the next four. But so for next time, we will have hopefully watched Jujutsu Kaisen movie, and we'll have watched Spy X Family, and you may well, be done with Mob. I'm gonna. Psycho. I'm gonna put the Jujutsu Kaisen Mob movie. I'm gonna put the Jujutsu Kaisen movie on last because. Okay. I think it's more important for me to finish Mob Psycho through the two seasons. So that's 24 episodes total, right? Yeah. And then just uh, Spy Family. 12 episodes. 12 episodes, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll just pound through those and then, you know, we'll actually be able to give a good insight on the fall preview. Yeah, which is important to be able to do. Um, but that is going to do it for this week's episode of Anime Matters. Uh, until next time, peace. Deuces.